afternoon, good afternoon. This is Larry C. Morris coming to you live from Fishbowl Radio Network with a Power Prayer Show. I am so glad you're here today. Blessings to everyone, not only live on Fishbowl Radio Network, but on live on Facebook. And I'm going to ask you, hit that share button. Hit that share button. Let it get all over the world. I'm thanking you today, and we're going to really deal with the power of prayer and our obedience, you know, because this is powerful. We need to understand the power of prayer as a relationship builder between you and God. Okay, well, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you. God, you are so awesome. And Father, we're just here today so that we can build on our relationship with you through the power of your word, through the blood of Jesus Christ, with the assistance and the power of the Holy Spirit. God, that we shall grow into maturity in you. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we're going we're gonna to hit uh, plenty of scriptures today, but I want you to understand, the first thing I tell you, and, and it goes through teaching, because I want you to get it. Make sure you have your pencil, paper, and your word. Why? Because we've got to study to show ourselves approved unto the Father, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of this word. That is where all of our approval comes from, from God, okay? That we may be the workmen. What does that mean? That we can work the word. To know the word is powerful and true, we have to live it. We have to work it. Faith grows by the word, okay? And we have to grow our faith by the application of the Word of God, so that we would never be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. So what we have to understand, the more you study the Word, the more you work the Word, the more you show yourself approved to God while you're doing all of this, you should never, ever, ever be ashamed to speak the name of Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ is the living word that resides in you and is forever settled in heaven. The power of his word, and then you have the Holy Spirit that comes and seals it in your heart. So we have to understand, we cannot be ashamed. Now the outside world, media and everything, they don't want to hear the word of the name of Jesus Christ. They don't want to hear it. But it doesn't matter what they want to hear because of our relationship. The power of our salvation is through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the Son of Man, the Son of God. We, 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 you cannot be ashamed to, be rep, to represent the name of Jesus, to be an ambassador of Jesus Christ, rightly dividing the Word of God. What does that mean, the Word of Truth? What does that really mean? When you begin to study the Word, you can rightly divide Who's giving you the word and who is not giving you the word? Why? Because you're studying. Every believer, every believer should have a Bible, open it up and study it, have pencil, have resources and references so they can go through and mark it up and find it and study it. Because this is the most powerful thing about the word, about the word and prayer. Okay? Because you speak the word in prayer. You take the word in you in prayer. Because people say, well, I've never heard God. Listen to me carefully. God speaks through his word. 
not just for some, not just for some, but for every believer, you must ask help from the Holy Spirit as you're studying the Word to illuminate the Word inside of you. See, the Word is spiritual. It is supernatural. It is not natural. It is supernatural. It transforms your very life. It doesn't change your life. It transforms your life. Because if you look at it as changing your life, listen to me carefully. Change is something you change with or without notice. But transformation happens on the inside. The Word deals with you spiritually, supernaturally. That's why prayer is so important. That's why you pray the Word. You pray the Word to God. And the word, God says, the word is forever settled in heaven. This word is already settled. It's already been sealed. When God spoke in Genesis, the Holy Spirit hovered over the word. He sealed everything that God said is sealed by the Holy Spirit. So it, it, it will not change. It cannot change. God is a God that will not lie. His word will never lie. So we have to take the word spiritually internally so that we can grow spiritually so that we can work it holistically okay this is the power of prayer okay and you you have to understand and, and let's just follow jesus let's just follow jesus you know in matthew 6 6 he says when you pray when you pray he says but when you pray Okay, because early he talked about the hypocrites praying out loud so they could be seen. Okay, yeah, you want to be seen. That's sin. But when you get into your closet, okay, and spend time talking to God, but there's another aspect of prayer other than talking to God, it's listening. Listen, God speaks through his word. That we can talk, 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 talk. But the more you talk, I will tell you, you better have double time listening. Double time listening because we all need to hear the voice of God. Every believer needs to hear what the, the Spirit is saying to you. And the best way to hear it is through studying the word of God, praying the word of God. The Word of God is rich inside of you. You have to study. Every believer, every believer, this is for everybody. Everybody. The Word of God is for you. You receive the Word of God because your salvation is consumed with the Word of God. The Word of God is alive. It is alive. It is given to you by is S-I-N. I'm telling you, we have uh, uh, put so much stuff, almost like Jesus said to the Pharisees. Jesus said, you have put so much on it, you don't even believe it. You can't. And that's what's happened to the world today. Instead of reading, we have put the do's and don'ts, all of this stuff. But yet, I'm telling you, I want you, every believer, to go to the Word. Start studying Start studying the word for yourself and make sure wherever you're at and you're hearing the word that it is the word. 
you will never know unless you open your Bible and begin to study it for yourself. Okay? Too many people are being led astray by all sorts of uh, 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 kindness, all sorts of, 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 of uh, uh, emotional stuff. We're led by emotions because that's where the enemy affects us, in our five senses, in our emotional state. But yet God deals with the heart of the man. The heart. This is where our stability is, in the heart. Okay? Jesus Christ is the foundation of a believer's life, of your life, my life. Okay? This is why the word is so important. And this is why I'm telling you, you know, prayer is a lifeline between you and God. A lifeline. Not just an, a, a line where you just talk, 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 talk. But on the other hand, you have to listen, 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 listen. And then whenever you're listening, you have to obey. God speaks through his word. We have to begin to obey the word of God. Each and every one of us has a purpose and a plan from God. Each and every one. It's up to you to know it. Not for me to tell you what it is. I don't know because sometimes I have a hard time with the plan and purpose that God has for me. No one can tell you what it is but God himself through the power of the Holy Spirit that is alive in you. Alive. I've, I've talked to so many people who other people have told them what they, who they are, what they do, and they follow it, and they're so miserable inside. So miserable because they, they, they took on someone else's persona, someone else's talk, but yet never sat down and spent time with God to hear what God has to say. So I'm telling you, the power of prayer, the power of studying the word, and then obeying and applying it, all rests on you. It rests on you and I. The world is in trouble. It is in trouble. But yet, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, our Savior, who has destroyed the dominion of death, hell, and the grave, he is alive in us, so we should never walk around with our head down, whole home, always broke, always whole home, and then praying and ask God to help pay bills that we made. Okay? That's what we, we, we oh, oh yeah, I, God, I need help with this. I need, but, but that's not what it's all about. It's about drawing a relationship with the Father so that you can begin to put the work in, in the natural, what He's told you in the spiritual. That's why prayer is so important. Okay? And so, you know, I, I deal with this, but it's, there's some hindrances to prayer. There's some hindrances. Sometimes we wonder, well, why isn't God answering my prayers? Why isn't God? But let me share with you some of the hindrances of prayer. Psalm 66, 17 to 20. This to amplify. I cried aloud to him. He was highly praised with my tongue. If I regard sin and baseness in my heart, that is, if I know it is there and do nothing about it, the Lord will not hear me. Isn't that something? See, if you hide sin, iniquity, all of that, if it's in your heart and you know it's there, come on, you know it's there, how do I know it? It's because the Holy Spirit continues to chip away at your heart to let you know. See, this is why we need to study and know the Word of God. 
This is why. Because the Holy Spirit knows everything. And he helps us, <coughs> excuse me, with the things of Jesus. He helps us with the things of God. He helps us with the kingdom of God. He is there. He's our helper. He's our comforter. He's our teacher. He's our guide. He is everything. He is everything. But you will never know it unless you study the word and then submit to him. To him so he can help you. So we know, we know we have sinned. We know the iniquity that we have in our heart. And if we don't do anything about it, then God can't hear. Why God can't hear? Because God, has, as the blood of Jesus Christ, has delivered us from sin. But on this, on this piece, we sin. And if we don't ask for forgiveness, that sin between us and God, God doesn't deal with it. He doesn't want it. He doesn't even come close to sin. So it's up to you and I to ask for forgiveness. Okay? We ask for forgiveness, and then there's repentance. We're going to talk about that. Okay? Because it's up to you and I. It's up to you and I to know that we have sinned. God already knows, but he wants you to know. Do you know? And the Holy Spirit is there to let you know. He says, the Lord right here, but certainly God heard me. He has given heed to my voice, to the voice of my prayer. See, we have to understand, okay, there's a point of forgiveness. But there's an, a point of acknowledging. You have to acknowledge. You just can't cover yourself. You have to acknowledge that I have sinned and then voice it out. Get it out. Ask God for forgiveness. Because if you ask him forgiveness, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He, he's that powerful. And you have to acknowledge it. And you have to run with that. Okay? Because once you run with it, then you, you turn from that wicked way. You ask for forgiveness, but you're turning back to God. You turn back. God has cleansed you. He's healed you. He's delivered you. So see, you have to understand, you know, you know you have sinned. From the littlest person to the, the, the head leader of the church, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've come short, but thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. See, we have to acknowledge and put this in remembrance every single day. Why? Because there's an enemy who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But we have been given eternal life, that abundant life, through the blood of Jesus Christ, so that when we sin, we know it is sin, and we ask for forgiveness so we can be cleared and cleansed from that sin, so that we have free access to God. Free access. And it's so important that we know that. Proverbs. Now let's go to Proverbs 28, 9. Amplified. He who turns his ear away from listening to the law. Come on now. Of God and man. Even his prayer is repulsive to God. See? Here we go. The power of the word of God. We've got to listen to it. And we've got to obey it. Because when you stop listening and you begin to pray, your prayers are repulsive because you stop listening to the word of God. Actively, you stop, you, if you stop listening to the word of God, 
then you actively stop obeying the word of God. What is that? Sin. When you stop obeying the word of God, it's sin. I'm telling you. We have to understand this, believers. We have allowed so much sin to come inside of where we're at today. So much sin to come in. But we cover it up. We cover it up. We've allowed sin through media, through entertainment. We've allowed it to come in to our homes. And then if it comes in our home, then it comes in our church. Okay? And when it comes in the church, the church can't do anything about it because it's still playing in that playground. Listen, sin will always, sin will always destroy and disrupt itself. It will always. But the grace of God will destroy sin and heal, heal us. Okay? There's all kinds of stuff flying around. This person stole election. This person did this, this. Listen, that's sin. Sin will always fight against itself. It will always. But it is the grace of God that will always prevail. When we start beating up other people, that means we stop listening to the word. So then they, our prayers are detestable. Listen, when something happens, the first thing we're supposed to do is pray for that person. Not ridicule them, not talk about them, not do anything. We're supposed to pray that our heart will be redeemed by God, that their heart will be shaken by God, that they would re receive the word in their heart, especially if they're believers, that they may grow. Colossians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, and Ephesians chapter 3. Those prayers are for believers, that our hearts will be enriched by God, the word of God. Not ourselves, not anybody, but it is the word of God that should be prayed over believers. We should be able to pray that over ourselves every day. Even when we're going through some stuff. Even when we think we have an edge up on somebody else. We should humble ourselves and pray for ourselves that we stay in the presence and in line with an awesome and sovereign God. That's the power of prayer. Come on. I, 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 I want to teach you this. Because we as believers, we're doing too much of nothing, of nothing, okay? We're emotionally high, but then emotionally broken. You can't be both. Your heart has to be healed. The best way to be healed is to get in the Word of God. Get in there. That healing is because of the blood of Jesus Christ. What better way to be healed of all the hurt, the pain, the depression, the anxiety, all the stuff that was done to me years ago, how I had to get healed was get into the Word, get into my closet, read and study the Word. I'm telling you, I'll say this, my brother has been broken by church, by friends, and before he passed away, three years, we would pray every day, and I know he got his healing because he would rejoice. We would talk about it. Rejoice. I've never seen a man that close to me broken. Broken. By close people. Very close people. Church folks. But yet he was able to be healed and rise above it. He rose above it until the day he died. So see, it can happen. because, But before I could help him, I had to get some help. See, it's easy to criticize others. 
It's easy to say something about it, but what about me? What about you? What about the mirror? Okay, that's why prayer is so important. Because once you get into that closet, that secret place between you and God, the enemy can't get in there. He can't, he, he can't get in there. So it's just between you and the Father. And that's the time when we stop talking and start listening, getting into his presence, staying in his presence, getting the healing, delivering everything you need, everything you need from God, you can get it into the presence of God. That intimate relationship, every believer can have an intimate relationship. It's not spooky, it's not like, oh, I've got this, I've got, no, everybody. Because some people use it to lord over you. As if they, they're the only ones that can hear from God. They're the only ones that can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Each and every one of us should receive and know that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. We need it. It has nothing to do with speaking in tongues, dancing, all of that. But it has to do with the revelation of what God has for you. Because when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the third part of prayer is the application. Okay? That's the obedience and the application. Something that they don't teach. Because when you pray and you're in the Spirit, and you're in, in the intimate time with God, He's speaking to you. He desires to speak through His Word to you. Every believer. And then after He has spoken, we must apply it. We must apply it. See, time out for these short prayers. Everybody should have a prayer life. A time when you can get with God and spend time and listen. The best way to do it is study His Word, submit to the power of the Holy Spirit, and know the Word is eternal and internal so that it can transform the areas of your life that are broken, that you need healed in. I'm telling you, each and every one of us, I would guarantee, I guarantee, because the word of God is already settled in heaven. It is eternally powerful. It is alive. It is sealed. I will guarantee, I will put my life, I'm crazy enough to tell you, I'll put my life on it. If you start studying the word of God, the healing, the, the blood of Jesus Christ, and you spend time with God internally in your secret closet, I guarantee you there's healing for you. There is healing because the word will not return void. It will do whatever God said it is supposed to do. So if he says by his stripes we were already healed, then we're already healed. Get into that closet. Get in there. Take those healing scriptures. And walk in your healing. Secondly, when you're studying the word and you're praying, you're getting, get away from people who are causing so much nonsense and discontent and discouragement. You have to get away from that. Because, see, they battle your mind. And you may think, well, I need them. No, you don't. You need the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the angels are there to, that are there to help you, too. So you have help. The Word of God is alive. Okay? Now, now, 
this is this is something James four, verse three, the Amplified. You ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives, out of selfishness or out or with an unrighteous agenda, so that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your desires. This is what we have to understand. You're praying the word of God. It is God's heart that you're praying. And see, there's a transformation. The Bible says that I need to decrease while he increases. That means the study of your word. The more you study the word, the more your will becomes his will. See, that's transformation. That's transformation. That means when you start praying, you begin to pray God's will through the obedience of the word. You understand what I'm saying? It is the power of the word of God that becomes your will, becomes his heart. When you pray his heart according to the word of God, he will perform it. He will perform it. But see, we have so much stuff in the way beating us up in the mind, the wrong teaching that we have received. One of the greatest things that you'll hear me say, especially on, on my TV show that's coming out, you have to learn, you have to unlearn, you have to relearn, and then you have to turn around and destroy what you had to unlearn so that you can apply it. What does that mean? The more you learn the word of God, there are some things that we were taught in church that had nothing to do with Jesus Christ. And the more you learn the word, you have to unlearn that stuff, relearn new stuff, so that you, you see, you're studying the word of God and the Holy Spirit is enlightening your heart, refreshing you every time you learn and your relationship between you and the Father are growing and growing. So the stuff you had to unlearn, you have to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to speak to that mountain and be it removed. It, it has to be destroyed <clears throat> because if it's not destroyed, it will come back and bite you in the butt. It will come back to get you. I'm telling you. Think about it. Some of the things you thought you let go and you didn't let them go completely and you turned around and they came back to haunt you. Destroy. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you destroy it. Because see, when you begin to destroy the things that you have to unlearn, He fills you up with other stuff that helps you and it helps you to grow. So uh, you have to understand, studying and knowing the Word of God and the power of prayer is together. Together. True we speak, but we hear. Have we heard from God? Have you heard from God? Have you spent time in His presence so that you can hear and you hear the Word of God? Every believer, everybody can hear from God. Because hearing from God is the Scriptures. Is the Scriptures. And we have to follow Jesus. Listen, and I talk about relationship building. Jesus did. Listen, he's the son of man and the son of God. But yet, he prayed. He had a relationship with the father, with his father. He had an intimate relationship. So he said whatever he heard. Or whatever he saw his father do, he obeyed. He did it. Why? Because he was in relationship. That's where we should be. 
We should be in relation. Again, it is not being holy than thou or anything like that. But every believer should have a relationship with the Father so they know where they fit actively in the total body of Christ. Okay? You need to know where you fit. You need to know what God's plan, purpose and plan is for your life according to the body of Christ. You need to know where you fit. A lot of us don't know where we fit, so we're off all over the place. And then when we go home, we're like, wow, wow. We're depressed, we're distressed, because things aren't working. If you want things to work, get the eternal workings first. The eternal nuts and bolts first before you go out and do something. Understand, is it a process? Yes, because when you start the process, the enemy's going to come to fight you against the process, but the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God will keep you knitted and tucked in to the heart of God. But you, yes, every believer must be purposeful, must have a purpose. The purpose is getting into the presence of God and obeying Him. You must be consistent in it. You just can't be popping in and out. Some people pop in the Bible study. They pop in the church. They pop out all over the place. Okay? Be intentionally persistent in getting and wanting the desire to have an intimate relationship with the Father. And the power, the, the more you raise your intensity, the more the Holy Spirit helps you internal, internally raise it. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it because your mind will be shocked by the enemy in different areas. He doesn't want you. He does not want you to have the fullness of Jesus Christ in your life. He doesn't. But we can bypass that and destroy his works because of the blood of Jesus that is alive in you and I. Okay? I wrote the book. It's probably in the corner. The, 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 uh, I wrote this book just for this matter. Rejoicing in your salvation. I'm rolling book. You need to rejoice every day. The power of your salvation. A lot of times we're so wrecked. And I'm telling you, we're so wrecked in our minds that we have to go back. I tell you, you go back to the day you got saved and you start studying your Bible. Go back to salvation. Go back to the power. Get the book. Get. I'm telling you, everybody, get the book. The book is in English. The book is in Spanish. And as soon as the finances come, it will be completed in Urdu in the Pakistani language. So that people understand the power of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. A disciple. Because when you're being discipled by the word of God, you turn around and make other disciples. You lead them straight to Jesus. You teach them Jesus Christ. Him crucified and then him risen from the dead. And he sits at the right hand of the Father. You begin to teach them about Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will begin to help you. And listen, all the disciples start beginning to learn about Jesus and beginning to pray. Don't you know there's going to be a shift? The first shift in individuals is the home. The first shift is the home. And then as everybody's shifting, then the shift is the church. Okay? The shift is the church. Because the church is comprised of individuals. 
So the kingdom of God is comprised of individuals. And <clears throat> as individuals, we have to be on point. Because you see this stuff is pot shotted. Okay? The pandemic came, and what happened? The church is closed. When the churches should be a state and a process of eternal spiritual healing that manifests itself in the natural. Churches should have never closed, but if you didn't do what you were supposed to do, yes, you closed. You closed, and you were just like everybody else, for fear, being afraid. But I'm telling you, the wake-up call is, is now, is every day. We have to bring forth a strong family. Family meaning... We all have to be knowing the family of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, studying the word, walk in your healing, being healthy, being healthy in a toxic, unhealthy environment. We have to be healthy first <clears throat> before we make changes. You have to be healthy. The church has to become healthy without all the stuff, without all the other stuff. Jesus said, see, when Jesus walked into, into the temple, he tore it up. Why? Because of two things. Two things. Number one, it was a place of merchandise. It was a place of commercial uh, uh, merchandising, marketing. Okay? Look at the church today. Most churches now, uh, the dad is marketing. How do we market this thing? Not Jesus. was no healing in the temple. What did Jesus do? After he cleansed the temple of the marketing, he went and started healing people. See, these are, we have to go back, we have to study the word, you have to know the word, because what better place, what, there are two huge places that we can get healed, and we should be constant healing, is in your prayer closet and in the church. Prayer closet, the church. Prayer closet the church. If you're going to a church that is not doing any healing, then you have to ask the question. <clears throat> but the question now lies on you. Are you receiving what you need to receive in the spirit realm of your prayer closet? Are you studying? See, it's, it's, it's up to us as believers. It's up to you and I to obey the word, to pray the word. Okay? Because Jesus, listen, I'll just give you this scripture. Matthew 14, Matthew 14, verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain to pray. And when it was evening, he was come, he was there alone. So understand, Jesus, he went away. We need to follow the example of Jesus Christ. Not the example of anybody else, but we must follow the example of Jesus Christ. Because if you can't follow the example of Jesus Christ, how do you know somebody else is following Jesus Christ? You have to know because you have to be there. You have to be there. As believers, we have to study and know the Word of God. You have to know the Word. The Word has to be rich and alive in you. Because there's, there's warfare out there. Okay, There is plenty of warfare to go around. But wherever the warfare is, there is more grace. Grace, grace, God's great grace. Okay, so we have the power. We have the power and authority over sin. 
but you'll never know it until you understand the power that has been given to you by Jesus Christ in his word. It's a process of victory. It's a process of victory. Is there some failure in there? Yes, because sometimes our head gets bigger than our heart. But understand the power of the Holy Spirit. He knows how to pull your head down. He knows how to pull everything up to you so that you can now work and you have the mind of Christ. If you have the mind of Christ, you don't have to worry about anxiety. You don't have to worry about all this stuff. If you, if you know that Jesus Christ is alive in you and you're willing, you have to be willing. I'm telling you. You have to be willing, persistent, consistent, okay, purposeful. You, you, it, it has to be in you. And then it has to be engulfed in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you have to want this thing. You have to want to be healed. <clears throat> you have to want to get in it. There's a want in you that is filled and fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit. The want has, doesn't come from your mind. Because your mind will want it one minute and, and not the next. Bingo, bingo. But it's your heart. The heart rises up in your soul and your soul says, I want it more than anything. I want a relationship with the Father more than anything. I want to be healed, delivered, and set free more than anything. The Holy Spirit will bring you and draw you closer and closer to the Father. But you have to follow the examples of Jesus Christ. You have to. What better example? One thing I do know, whenever Jesus Ever Jesus, think about it, in your heart, he's already done it and glorified God in it. So when he tells you to do something, obey, obey, obey. He tells you to seek the face of God, seek his face, because Jesus already saw his face. He glorified God in seeking his face. Jesus said, love one another. He's already loved you. He's loved God. So that we should love one another. But one of the most powerful things about loving your neighbor as you love yourself, you got to know how much Jesus loves you. It's in the word. It's in the word. A lot of us wake up. We don't like ourselves. Things are going on. But I'm telling you, the eternal, powerful love of God through Jesus Christ, who shed his blood for you, is there for you. It is in your heart. It is up to you. It's like a swimming pool. I hate to use analogies, but it's like a swimming pool. If you want to be healed, the blood of Jesus Christ is like a pool. You just jump in it. It's yours. You get engulfed in it. You know what it is, and then you allow it to flow, the blood of Jesus Christ, to flow through you so that you can walk in your healing. This is the power of prayer. This is the power of studying. But it's also the power of you and I obeying the word of God. Too much monkey stuff going on. We want Jesus here, but we want the world here. Jesus said, I would rather you be hot or cold. Lukewarm. Woo! He said he'll spew you out of his mouth. He also says he wanted you to decrease while he increases. See, people talk about, well, we need a balance. There is no balance. There's always an imbalance in God. God is reigning God supreme. The imbalance, imbalance, there's no balance. 
Everybody talking, we need to balance God. You don't balance God. You can't balance God. The minute you try, you begin to sin. You can't balance God. We need more and more of God every single day through the power of the Holy Spirit. We've got to study the Word of God. We've got to know the Word of God. And we've got to live the Word of God every single day. The more you know, the richer you become in Him. And then the back end, listen to me carefully, the back end of Matthew 6, 6 says, that as you pray to God in secret, your Father who sees what is done in secret shall reward you. What is He looking for? He's looking for your obedience. You're in there. He's looking to see, are you going to listen to what I'm saying, and then are you going to apply it? See, our reward is based on our obedience. So when you begin to pray, you need to ask God for forgiveness, repent, and listen to what he's saying. Yes, <clears throat> we ask, we talk. But the more you talk, the less you leave room to hear. It is so godly important that we hear the voice of God through his word. So I challenge you today. Every believer, read, study the word. Read, study the word. Read, study the word. If you have a problem with studying the word, I tell you, the Gospels. Make sure you have, I say, the book of John. book of John talks the deepness of Jesus Christ. You want to know who Jesus Christ is? Go through the book of John. But have a Bible to have references. That it goes from different books, from Old to New Testament. Because Jesus Christ is alive. From Genesis to Revelation, Jesus Christ is alive. The Word is alive, and it's meant for you to study. Yes, we have teachers, but I'm telling you, to have, to, for you to know who's the right teacher for you is to study, to know that the Word of God that they're teaching is true. Is true. Because too many people are, again, are being led astray by emotionalism, by things... And like the Bible says, the itching ear. My ear is itching. I need to hear. And people run, I need to hear a word. I need to hear. You don't need to hear a word. You need to read and study and speak the word out loud. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What better way is to go back and study and then read it out loud to yourself so that you can hear the word come back to you. Strengthening, and it strengthens your faith so that you can apply it. It's easy to apply what you hear. And the Holy Spirit is there to help you to apply what you hear from the Father. It is so godly important. So important. So, again, I challenge you. If something's wrong with your head, go to God. Go to God. Not with a whole bunch of foolishness, but go with the Word. Go with the Word. Go with. Go with the Word. You want a renewed mind? It starts with the heart. Because you can't renew your mind with stuff that's out there. That's why your mind is broken. You want to renew mind? Study the word. Let it get in your spirit and then let it come up through your soul, your mind, and your intellect. Because once it comes up here, everything else has to fall in line. That's what you talk about, one accord, being on one accord with the word of God. So we have to understand the power of prayer is vitally important for every believer. Every believer should have a prayer life. 
You know, Barner had a uh, few years ago. They they do a lot of analysis and data, and they ask a lot of questions. And one of the things that even they said was they polled a lot of believers, Christian leaders, a lot of Christian leaders, big leaders, small leaders, whatever. <clears throat> and they asked them, do they have a prayer life? And a lot of them said no. So my question is, if you don't have a prayer life, how are you leading God's people? Because you have to hear to lead them, okay? They're not your people. We belong to God. You belong to Jesus Christ. God has put leaders there to help us, to guide us, to, to put the work in. God is back to Jesus so we know, so that we know what to do. They're guides. They, they teach us. They're there for a purpose. And they're not there to do everything. Because if they're doing everything, that means we're not doing anything. So we have to be able to do the work, put the work in, so that they don't be stressed and pressed and think they have to do everything. We have great leaders, great pastors, but we have to come alongside them and complete the task. The best way to please your pastor is to obey what he's telling you, to apply it, to do what's necessary. So as I end, again, I challenge you, study the word, get the word in your heart, allow the Holy Spirit to engulf, to enrich you in this. It's so important that you know, pray. Why do we pray? So that we can have an intimate relationship with the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. You can have it. It's sustainable. And you can stay with it with the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you this evening. Begin to share it all over the world. I will have some great announcements next Thursday that, that has really blown my mind and my heart. So blessings. See you next Thursday. 2 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time at Fishbowl Radio Network. Blessings love you again. Share it all over the world. Hey, this is Larry C. Morris, the host of the Power of Prayer show, broadcasting live each week on Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, coming from the Fishbowl Radio Network studio at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. On my show, I will teach you how you, yes, you, can have an awesome, intimate relationship with God through the power of prayer that will change your very life. Put it on your calendar each week on Thursday at 2 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time to catch the power of prayer show on fishbowlradionetwork.com. Jump in.